Hey, it is Christopher Pierce and Buddy Lloyd. Welcome to Death Metal. Metal. <laughs> Once again, Into the Void with Christopher Pierce and Buddy Lloyd. We finally got on iTunes. Look at that. You're probably listening to it right now. We canned like 13 episodes, kept two of them, <laughs> and we got the professional studio that we record in. Well, it's in a house, but it's professional. It is professional, man. And you guys are well acquainted with what we have going on now. If you're new to Death Metal Dicks, welcome. We just got on iTunes, so you may be just now discovering us. What we do here is we take grisly true crimes and interesting paranormal experiences and mash them up with your favorite death metal songs. All right. And we've got a cooker tonight. If you are listening to this, I highly suggest you go back and listen to our first two official episodes, which is a two-parter about the bind torture kill killer Dennis Lynn Raider, and we compare him to Suffocation's bind torture kill. And those are available on iTunes, so you should download them, give them a listen. We would love it if you would give us a five-star rating on iTunes. I'll tell you that up top. What I think you should do is give it a five-star rating. You have to put something in the comment field, so talk real bad about us. Yeah, Roast talk, us. Insult talk us. shit, man. Make us feel terrible. There's a lot to talk about. And then whoever gives us the best roast each week, I will read it live at the end of our podcast. How about that? That's a Good, fair man. deal. That's yeah, a lot man. of fun. Oh, yeah. We, we get, we're not going to get mad. No. We, we know what we are. Yeah. I mean, it's a roast. If you're good, if it's great, it's going to be great. I it's mean, like uh, that Sarah Aha thing, but you can attach your face to it, and we're fine with it. Yeah, we're fine with it. We're not going to get mad, man. We know that, like, and, and I'm see, there's plenty of people in my past, that, and I've even done this, where I've cracked my pants open, Yep, showed my dick off, and somebody goes, oh, God. And then they're like, it smells like sex dick. Red lobster trash. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what it is, man. Yeah, that's, a lot of sex dick. Lots of sex dick. We're basically sex dick. Sex dick making the boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Well, we're going to have a great podcast tonight. Uh, we are part of the Professional Pirate Media Network, which you should stop right now. Go like it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and especially YouTube, because every time we record the podcast... We do a live feed on YouTube, and the video stays up there. It's a lot of fun. You can watch me and Buddy drink in Mark's studio. And if anything's more fun than that, you're probably cramming it inside one of your holes. Yeah. On a Tuesday night, there's really not much going on. you got some strange guy coming over. Preferably a nice Southern Baptist preacher man cheating on his wife and just fucking doing all the dirtiest things he can possible to all your fucking holes. Only one who could ever skeet me. This is anime freedom, man. Yeah, tonight we're going to get into the Missing 411, which if you haven't heard of this, it's basically the most well-drawn-out and documented Bigfoot conspiracy of all time, I would say. But he just took a huge rip off of a Steel Reserve 42-ounce, now with two more ounces, and it comes in a plastic bottle. I've shotgunned one of these. You sure have. I can't believe that they put a cold activation thing on a steel reserve bottle. That's made by Coors, man. Oh, let's talk about your week before we start talking about Sasquatch. Sure. You had a pretty eventful weekend. Yeah. Um, Saturday was is, was incredible, man. There was a lot of rumors going around that these these uh, that KKK was coming into my town and they were going to 
have a real rat rebel flag rally and um ended up they're really they're really not kkk but they're alex jones like yeah. conspiracy theorist guys that think that everybody's out to uh kill christianity and steal history from people and the rumors went about, and then that's what the whole thing is based on: is that they're worried that people are going to kill Christianity, so they think that basically, like the rebel flag has some tie to Christianity, and then well, they said that the that what it has to do with erasing America, and that the extreme leftist is coming out, and they're going to eventually they're going to get rid of the rebel flag, and then they're going to get rid of the cross. First of all, it starts with the rebel flag. You tear down an American institution that was simply set up to tear away from the northern tyrannical fascists that wanted to keep. Another species of human being locked behind gates and doors and doing work. But that produced all the cotton in American history, my friends. And if you erase those facets of Southern heritage, <laughs> then what's to stop them from taking the Bible away from me and you? Exactly. George Soros and Carl Grover behind everything else that involves those people being... Uh, George Soros, if you don't know, was a founding <laughs> member of the Nazi party. He invented Coca-Cola... And he put Mentos into Coca-Cola and would cram it up the ass of Jews and let it spray out into their contents <laughs> until they all had cancer and came out frogs that had sex with gay men. And that's what populated the northern half of America today. Yeah, it, it, like I said, if you check out Patriot Media, that's where these guys are. Are you plugging on. these guys I am, right I'm now. plugging it because it's fucking, it is absolutely fucking hilarious, man. He's doing a Patriot America commercial. <laughs> Dude, listen, these guys, like anytime... Facebook is up live, and it's not going the way they want it to. They're, they're like, I'm getting zucked right now. I'm getting Zuckerberged. And it's, it's fucking the best. And some of the comments, man, are just... Well, the conversation that we're about to have can tie into this because anybody <laughs> that looks too much into one single line of conspiracy theories, at the base root of it all, the problem lies within them not being able to have sex anymore. That's what always happens. Absolutely. If you're trying to go to bat for the rebel flag because you think there's some leftist agenda, it's because you can't get inside of a pussy, and you haven't for years. So you got to look somewhere. It's either aliens, Bigfoot, Confederate flags... Yeah, I don't know if it's the fact they can't get no pussies. It's just the pussy that they are offered is probably not the most quality. No, they're not having sex. There's no way. I mean, once you get a nut out of there, when's the last time you thought about Bigfoot while you were coming? A majority of the people down there were women that were in protest. For- but they're not getting fucked either, buddy. It's a two-way street. Well, they need to fuck, man. They- exactly. That's what I'm saying. Once the fucking stops, the fuckery starts. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people being like, biker gangs are riding around, but they won't get after goddamn bikes to come in here and support us. That's a hell of a line. That's what I'm saying. Patriot Media. Check it out. That's what's on there. <laughs> well, I see you brothers going by a chopping. Next time, do a stopping. Yeah, you guys will rev it up, and we'll scream real loud, but we know who's a real fucking shit down here the rest of y'all are queers that's what they say that's what they say yeah no I I mean they don't say that but they believe that no they say that for sure nothing nothing I heard the guy it's it's it's, yeah yeah so a buddy is trying to tell you that he spent the weekend protesting what could have possibly been the Klan and some Nazis it wasn't it was about less than a hundred dorks with rebel flags and some of those people did show up, man. And yeah. I can tell you this much. It was peaceful, man. And even at the end of it, like if you check out my Facebook page, it's, I had a good talk with a guy that had the uh, actual petition to be able to be downtown to protest. And there, it was, it was civil, man. All jokes aside, I think that they believe in something that is goofy. They support it. I can think it's goofy. They can think what I think is goofy. 
But we had a civil discussion, man, and it wasn't anything crazy, man. And at the end of the day, man, the dude hugged me and said he loved me, and then he said Gross. He everybody else. Because yeah. <laughs> they're not fucking. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to try to fuck me, there's... They probably take it, man. Sometimes, you know, you just got to set up that brotherly bond bathed in Confederate blood, and then you're off to the races. Yeah, well, it's just about history, man, and, like, knowing the history. And the problem is that they don't know the history about Yeah, of that. course they don't. They don't know anything. They just fucking found out about InfoWars two years ago yeah. and like, look here. Here's a way to cover up our hatred of blacks and gays with heritage. And the problem is, is they started a news channel based upon the fact that Alex Jones told him that shit. And they bought Berkey water filters. That's big what, <laughs> Berkey water. You talking about big Berkey water filters? Big Berkey water filters. Taking out the fluoride. Oh god. Here's a question that I have for them: Is that Hitler used fluoride on the Jews? So if they want to get rid of the Jews, then why are they taking the fluoride out of the water? I don't know. Because there's apparently a lot of goddamn Jews in Arkansas. Oh yeah, tons. It, listen, Channel 7 News KRK4. More like Channel 7 Jews. Yeah, there's so many Jews. G-Ran Media is doing whatever they got to do. <laughs> you know, it's stupid, man. Yeah, man. Well, we're in Arkansas, so just wanted to touch base on the uh state of the nation right now. We're seeing the same things that you are and uh I think it's great if you have a belief. Obviously, Equality is the plane that you should be on, but you know whatever dumb shit you think, you can uh, take up that route yourself. And I guess that's the privilege of being where we're at. At and the end of the day, it's whatever gets you out of the bed. Out of bed, yeah. Because you you're definitely f- not getting into bed no. <laughs> with anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're getting up and that's what you think, man, and you and you fully support it, which a lot of people do, man. I I don't hate that fact. I, whatever makes you breathe at the end of the day, that's cool, man. But yeah. You also got to tell the truth. There's a lot of people down there that were willing to be friends with these people and sure. just talk it out, man. And, yeah. and then they get on these different news outlets and talk shit and say that yeah, uh, yeah. it's the globalists are in control of everything. Yeah, I mean, when you get a fucking, when you've got nothing going on and you get a can't, you get an outlet. When you've got zero, I mean, it's crazy that they have 30,000 subscribers. Yeah. And we've got three. <laughs> what it, the it's, fuck? it may not be 30,000, but it's pretty close. Yeah, it's, I mean, I believe it, dude. That's a, it's just a weird place in America where people will align themselves with no information. Anyway, I'm glad that you went down there, buddy. Yeah, that was too. good on you. You skipped a day of work. You lost some money. You went to just go show support for uh, no racism in our town. So good on you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and we'll talk about the uh, missing 411 now. Now, I already told you it's basically a real pretty Sasquatch conspiracy, possibly alien conspiracy, possibly Chupacabra conspiracy. No one knows for sure. But I'm going to give you a lot of facts tonight. Several cases that are easy to pull up and look at the actual factual information and see that there are children and adults that have gone missing. They all have similar qualities. They're in um, what the author David Politis calls clusters, and there's 30 of these clusters in America, all right? And the clusters, what they have in common is they're all around a lot of water. So uh, they're all in national parks, and uh, so you have they're all heavily wooded. So obviously when you have a lot of water, you have a lot of vegetation. When you have a lot of vegetation, you have a lot of animals. You have like a, not necessarily a tropical environment, but you have a very vivid environment when you're out in a national forest that receives a lot of rainfall and has a large body of water. So there's a lot going on in all these places that could account for many of the things, but they've... Basically put this dude, um, again, his name's David Politis, 
Um, he's a pretty legit guy. He put seven years into the original book, Missing 411, which was about just people being missing. Um, there's more books out now that he's put in like sub-series like Missing Hunters, people missing in Australia and England. I mean, it's a worldwide thing. And there's, I mean, I think there was like 1,600 open cases of people missing just in North America that he's, that he's covering here. Um, and this dude, he used to be a cop. He was a legit police officer. He went from being a four-year street cop to being on a SWAT team. He was on a SWAT team for over 10 years and became an investigator. He was doing street crimes, undercover work, and then he started working for the Vice Squad. And then he retired from being a police officer, and his career got kind of weird. He started doing some like paranormal investigation and shit like that. But he's a really good writer. I mean, he was always, I think that he may have gone to school for journalism while he was doing criminal justice. Hmm. And then uh, he kind of tucked it away, but he kept writing the whole time. And then so once he retired from the police force, he wanted to start writing books. And he was doing some Sasquatch investigation, which we know is a serious matter. It really is. And I know that uh, as somebody who does believe in the sass, all right, to put that record out there, I mean, I've been in the woods, you've been in the woods, and there's been unexplained phenomena while we're out there. Oh, man. Uh, One time, me, (laughs) you, and a couple of our friends were going camping in Texas, and we were going to meet a couple of our friends while we were camping in Texas, right? And they're from Texas, we're from Arkansas, we're going to meet up and take mushrooms and that satire again if you've ever employed me or are planning on employing me and look down on drug activity every time we mention drug use it's all satire it's a joke it didn't happen right so we're in the woods in texas sam houston forest a lot of squatch activity which is why we chose that haven and in fact we had been there before and I, I got squashed. I wasn't there the first time. Oh, okay. Well, the first time we went, basically, we're asleep in the middle of the night, and we hear all this fucking shit traipsing around, which could be any animal. You know what I'm saying? It sounds awfully large. It's like trees breaking, but it sounds up top. It could be huge birds, but also just the patterns, and then we heard like a blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, probably just some muscape getting the smell of us and expelling a load from the pure sexual ecstasy of the aroma coming off of me and my friends. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to meet our friends from Dallas, Texas, here in the forest, and we show up, and we get all of our shit set up before they get there, and we're looking for them, and they're going to pull up, and so we see a car coming, and we decide to go hide in the trees to give them a big old Bigfoot scare, and uh, we all start making, like, ape noises, like, woo, 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 ha, 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 like what you would consider, yeah. you know, your, I was like, your typical ape, and then Buddy was given the old death metal, I was just going, <laughs> Like and so this was. guy comes traipsing <laughs> out that wasn't our friends, and he was all sweaty with a fucking video camera. And uh, did we already take mushrooms, allegedly? Mm. Or we were stoned, at least. No, for sure. no, no. Anyway, so this dude is, like rolls up on us, and like we come out because we thought it was our friends, and he's like, oh, y'all are making Sasquatch noises. I heard a Sasquatch. That ain't no Sasquatch. And then Buddy gives the old... I go, and he goes, that's a Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like... Uh, He's like, all right, you guys want to check out this video? He's like, I got big Sasquatch, little Sasquatch, white Sasquatch, baby Sasquatch. I got a family of gray Sasquatch. The, like, but, nah, we're cool. The, be- <laughs> the best thing about it, though, man, is like, so our friends went down the wrong side of the trail. But this guy's sitting like on this like overpass bridge over a creek. And he just straight up takes his shirt up, lights a joint up. And is like, 
He's like, oh, yeah, well, when y'all get down and settle down, you mind if I come down there and hang out with you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, we're like, yeah, man, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to make a left, and then you're going to make a left, and then you're going to go a little bit and make a left. And then when you see this, you're going to make a left. <laughs> he's like, all right, man, I'll be there. Yeah, but he, now he's part of the missing 411 problem. Yeah, probably so. That's how it happens. <laughs> you just get out there all alone and horny and fucking Sasquatch smells that horn. Oh, God. He's out there like, shit, how do I make a fire? I got to stay warm tonight. Pick a belly button lint out and fucking just roll on a piece of wood over it. Just fucking, oh, crap. And then gets a fire going. Yeah, but point being, I've done a lot of camping. I've, there's been weird shit. You know, there's a lot of nocturnal animals. Who knows what it is? I prefer to believe it's some type of Sasquatch activity. It's fun to feel this way that you're out in the woods with a giant hairy monster that you would have no way of defending yourself against that could terminate your life whenever it chooses but it doesn't because perhaps he's a peaceful creature now the best part of the story is our two friends two other friends walk around the other side of the trail to go find our friends from texas and me and chris decide to walk back to camp and we hear some fucking like running through the like running through the woods oh yeah like fuzz in, into creeks you know and, yeah. and i was like and it's got to be a wild pig and then like it's it's, just, it was like a two-leg sound though yeah it was and then and then i was like trying to talk myself into like it's fine and then chris starts freaking the fuck out and then i start freaking out <laughs> and he's like oh dude we're, you just get a leg man and he'll hook that motherfucker yeah but if you don't know what a hill hook is it's a, a jujitsu move where you fucking achille lock and tear muscle tissue and other ligaments through the leg and just twist that shit. Now, I think it would be very hard to tear the ligaments on an ape, but I think that's prob- that's one of your best bets. In yeah, like an like ape combat situation, <laughs> if you can get underneath that motherfucker and rip its knee in half. I mean, I don't think the ape would even feel it. I don't even think you could twist the ape's leg like you could have. No, dude, it should probably just stomp us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. our butts. But hey, man, you got to try. You know what I mean? You can't just get butt-fucked without I'll it. tell you, that was one of the most scared I've ever been in my life because there's really? no telling what that was. I, I mean, don't remember the fear from it. That's like <laughs> Dude, you were scared. I believe I was. But I was scared. You were scared. Sure. And then we got real scared <laughs> when we decided to allegedly take some psychedelics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that'll put you there. That'll put the fear in you no matter what, allegedly. All right, so... This guy, David Politis, he was writing uh, Sasquatch books. He had three giant novels. Now, the difference between him and a normal Sasquatch person is he has got a very legitimate resume, like I was telling you. Um, so he was well-known within the community. He was basically the benchmark of Sasquatch research. Like, anyone that is into Squatch culture would tell you today that that is the turning point of legitimate science being put into researching a Yeti. He was doing the real work. He was going to these places. He did the same thing. He used the maps of where the water is, where these disappearances are, where there's these clusters that so many people seem to disappear from all the time, month after month. In one of these 30 clusters, every month there's at least one person just totally vanishing. So he was researching that. And when he was writing his fourth book... He was staying at this hotel, and some park rangers had spotted him while he was going through the woods and looking at this route where this kid had disappeared, basically retracing the kid's steps, trying to figure out, like, hey, what came along here? And he went back to his hotel, and uh, he said he was there for about 30 minutes trying to go to sleep, and he got a knock on the door, and he looked out, and it was the park ranger that had changed out of his ranger uniform. And the park ranger came up to him and said, hey, I know who you are, I know the work you do, and I think you got your story wrong. Because there's a lot of us park rangers who know about all these disappearances and there's no outlet for us to get our story out because the park, the National Park Service is shutting us down. They're not allowing us to keep records of these people disappearing. They don't allow us to talk to the media. They don't keep any type of compository files 
on these disappearances. So what happens is we'll have somebody disappear in one of these 30 clusters and all the rangers know about it and talk about it amongst each other, but they force us to not take notes. They say they want to go off of our mental memory that we're some sort of like force beacon and remember things. But we feel like what's really going on is that there's some sort of vast conspiracy because there's some type of repeat happening going on. And the National Park Service doesn't want people to say, oh, we're not going to vacation in the forest because people keep disappearing for no goddamn reason. Yeah, And it's usually kids or um, like... What's the way to not say retarded? Developmentally impaired adults. The other thing I heard, too, was like, uh, uh, was it German? Or it was some type of, like, heritage thing where they were, like, German or some type of European where they were very smart. It had to do with very intelligent people were disappearing. Yeah, a lot of it is, like, uh, the kids, they would say that they're on, like, the... You know, I guess Asperger's isn't a thing anymore, but they're on, like, the autism spectrum where they have a certain specialty of smartness. You know, they're, like, in a... Their brain may not be the best socially, but mathematically or numerically could be a powerful brain. So the kids, not the normal type of kid, or mostly the adults were for sure like off, not good at social interactions, but very smart people. A lot of people doing research, you know, and uh, basically what these, imagine this, okay, here's, so let's say that me and you. And my wife and my two kids go camping. Yeah. All right. Let's say we're out in the woods. We've been out there for a day or so. We've got a pretty easy course plan because we've got young kids with us. Nothing too crazy. You know, we're not trying to traipse up a mountain um, with giant backpacks on. We're just trying to take it easy and have a nice weekend. We know our trail markers. Right. Get the kids out and just walk around and be at the same camp every night. Yeah. Now, let's say that me and you are going to go off on the trail by ourselves and drink a couple of beers and leave my wife back with the kids. Now let's say when we start walking off, one of my kids wants to come with us. And we're like, no, you can't come with us, dude. You got to go back to your mom. Very likely scenario. And we get a little bit up. We see him turn around and go back. We start walking up the trail. And uh, about 15 minutes later, my wife comes is like, what the fuck? I thought he was with you. I can't find him anywhere. He's gone. And we're like, well, he had to have walked back to you. I mean, it's been like 15 minutes. He couldn't have gone anywhere. And then we start looking around frantically. We cover all the area we can. We start making phone calls. The park rangers show up in force. They start making phone calls to the police. Uh, search and rescue crews start showing up. Um, and then four or five hours pass. And now we're combing as much area as we can because it's getting dark. And we're panicking because now we're missing our child, which is the most important thing in our life, obviously. Yeah. And we're doing everything we can to like find them. We're screaming. We're bringing dogs out. Search and rescue dogs. Now, they bring out search and rescue dogs, which are... The number one tool in finding bodies in the world, the number one tool in finding lost people. Um, and let's say they bring these dogs out. And all the dogs are trained in such a way that their number one derivative in being alive is hunting down humans. That brings them pleasure. That's all they like to do. Like if you have a dog that's good at doing something, like playing fetch or being a bird dog or whatever the case may be, you know how much that that is their number one driving goal. That's what they want to do. So you let them do it and they're stoked. They're in their zone. Now imagine they brought one of these dongs out that's been trained its whole life and it just lays down at the owner's feet and whines and won't do anything. Multiple dogs. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And even and these are dogs that even if there's wild animals involved, they've proven that they can go out and find the person. Cat, bear, whatever. They're with it, but they're laying down at the owner's feet and they refuse to go anywhere. 
you're starting to get worried like, man, it's been hours and that turns into days. And in the first days, what will happen is that the media will freak out because you're going to be in contact with them. You're going to do anything you can, make a plea like, hey, if you've seen anything, if somebody took our kid, we'll do anything it takes to get them back. We'll offer money. Whatever you need from us, you've seen it before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Losing your mind on how can you possibly get your child back. And that's like a eight to nine day process. And in that time... We're bringing in hundreds of the most elite search and rescue people to find your child. And you're feeling a little bit assured because that's all these people do for a living. That's it. That's their number one goal. And they have been successful over and over again. They've got helicopters with infrared technology that picks up the body heat of every living thing in the forest. And they can set it at a certain temperature point where it's not picking up woodland creatures. It's picking up human activity. And they're scouring hundreds of miles and your kid's three years old you couldn't have gone that far right yeah, yeah, yeah. and they never turn up anything and you have to live your life knowing that oh just because we went on this fun camping trip our kid just disappeared and there's no trace of them ever and then 10 years down the road they find their clothes neatly folded up on top of a tree on top of a mountain in a place that a child could never have gone by itself a place that an animal what, does the animal full close? No. Some There's always markings that basically indicate that it, there had to be some form of intelligent life involvement in it is what I'm getting at. And a lot of these cases, nothing ever turns up. But this is the type of thing that does. And we're going to go into about five specific cases. But what I'm telling you right now, if you can imagine that horror of going through that and the frantic approach to it, you would think that the Forest Service or the National Park Service going through all of that again and again, again, about one time a month in these 30 clusters, they would be taking notes and making comparisons of like this case to this case and trying to figure out a way to prevent these things from happening. But no, they don't keep track of anything. And if they do, they keep it completely locked down. And, you know, there's several reasons they could. If you wanted to be conspiracy minded, you could think that perhaps they know of a certain giant hairy ape man creature that's out there snatching people up and they don't want to lose tourist money perhaps they know of a particular gray variety of space traveler that's coming along and picking people off and they don't want to lose their money also i'm just gonna say this is 95 percent true all right maybe they were getting zucked they could have been getting zucked mark zuckerberg mark zuckerberg is queuing into the forest (laughs) and dismantling truth and freedom from within yep you know, uh, Carl Rove was probably out there. I mean, there's oh, no, yeah, yeah. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. You know, the Illuminati was treating people like potties. Yeah, they just take them out into the woods and pour a potty them up, pissing on kids. Oh, God. The Illuminati's number one goal. Which, that is one conspiracy line, if you're familiar with Illuminati. Speaking of pee, I gotta piss. I guess, go ahead. It's right here in the, in the cup holder? I mean, not in the cup holder. <laughs> Should we pause or I can just keep running? No, just keep going, man. All right. Keep talking, dude. Fantastic. You're doing a real professional job here. Professional pirate media, buddy. Um, So, yeah, where we're at is that situation that I'm trying to spell out for you is legitimately happened to 1,600 different people over the last 25 years, which is insane to me. Um, you know, and of course, what always happens is that people are quick to jump to the easiest conclusion, which is like, okay, it had to have been a bear 
All right, well, most of these cluster areas are places where there aren't bears. Now, a bear is a ferocious predator, as you know. It's a giant animal that has no concern for another living thing's well-being. It doesn't think like a human, obviously, if it was going to come and attack you. The bear would never say to itself, oh, man, I need to take this guy's clothes off because I don't want to eat fabric. That ain't the way that a bear thinks. A bear starts eating you from the ass up, and it's not going to worry about your pants being in the way. It's just going to start a ripping. And there's the claims of mountain lions, okay? Well, most of these areas do have mountain lions, but listen to this. Since 1915, over 100 years between the entire North American continent, Canada, USA, and Mexico, there's only been 14 mountain lion attacks. Only one of them has been fatal, which seems insane because of everything you would hear about being out in the wild you got to watch out for mountain lions cougars puma cougar cats john cougar melon camp whatever type of big beast is out there it's not a common thing and if that was to happen again these are wild animals they don't think they don't you know they don't have like a calculated murder they just rip shit apart so you would easily be able to find some sort of remains and these things have happened anytime that there is like a, a animal attack on a human I mean, they find the remains right away. You know, they can see where maybe the human veered. They can tell where perhaps a human ran off from the predator. They can follow their trail. And then always, you know, there's blood. There's fabric ripped apart. There's evidence of a struggle. You're not just going to get eaten by a fucking wild animal with no trace. Even if it did swallow you whole, it would shit out your bones. There's never not evidence of that type of death. So that wipes away that excuse, which is the easiest one to reach for. That's the most common one. Okay, a wild predator did this. Number two. So what I'm saying is these people, uh, when they disappear, the only thing that's usually ever found of them is like their clothes. So when they find their clothes, they're always like, you can tell that the person is taking them off because they're always put down together like they didn't want to lose their clothes. Um, so it when you get uh, hypothermia, frostbite, where the hypothermia starts to set in, you start getting hot. You feel like you're warm. So people will, they find people that die from exposure yeah. have taken their clothes off towards the end of it because they start feeling super hot because their body's just trying to keep them warm, you know, putting out as much heat as it can. And so they take their clothes off to deal with that. So when they're out in the freezing cold, but naked, they feel like they're in an inferno. Um, so that would make sense, except a lot of times when they've been finding clothes, the clothes are either where they started off at. In other words, I guess I should also preface this with saying when they find clothes, it's never when they're searching for the person. So in all these cases, when they have found clothing, they scour the entire area. Like most of these, they covered hundreds of miles and the way they covered it was with dogs, helicopters. They tell people when they're walking through the, the forest. So they have hundreds of people walking through the woods at one time. And they tell each person, take five steps, look up, look down, look left, look right, take five steps up, down, left, right. So nothing is going uncovered. So if you were to walk the path where these people would have gotten lost, which they had extensively, you would have seen the clothes easily because when they end up getting found years later, they're always in plain sight. But somewhere that just seems totally absurd for the person to have been like at the start of their journey. So if you were missing from point A, obviously the search would have started at point A. And if your clothes would have been there, they would have been like, well, he just fucking ran off naked through the woods. And it wasn't there in the first place. Or your clothes will be found somewhere insane. Like the cases I'm going to go into are all kids. And you'll see that 
every single one of them, what they had in common is that the clothes that were found or the remains that were found were in a place that were completely impossible for the uh, young child to travel to themselves. Um, the National Park Service are, are either idiots or covering something up. Now, my brain always works like this in a conspiracy is that where there's money to be made, you don't want anything to interfere between party A and the money. So anything that comes in between party A and the money is likely to be covered up to keep the money flowing to party A. So if people know that people are coming up missing in parks, that's probably the conspiracy. Yeah. There's something I heard too, that like park rangers are secret agents that, that they are supposedly uh, supposed to keep any type of vital information about anything in the park registry area, whether it's a campground or a hiking trail, they're supposed to keep it a secret. And so, What's the matter, Chris? You're retarded. You have to fucking touch the table every time we record a podcast. If There's t- a microphone there. You do it every time. Touch your dick or something. Stop it. I touch my dick. Anyway, go ahead. But no, you're, I'll, I'll spurt cum. You're actually, you're actually right about that because park rangers, and this sounds crazy. So there's there's park rangers who are the people that would like show you around the park and tell you about the history. But then there's park enforcement rangers. Park enforcement rangers are actually the most highly trained government agents. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Because they get a lot of like survival training that somebody in like the CIA wouldn't get. They spend the most time and have the most intensive training program. Hmm. So there's probably truth to that. And I'm sure that, I mean, they obviously keep shit secret. And what happened is this guy. So when the, uh, when they came to talk to him and they started explaining him, he already knew about the disappearances and he just assumes that Sasquatch snatching people up. He tries to start getting in touch with every single national park, he starts with the biggest one, Yellowstone, and when he contacts them, it takes him like a year to get in touch with somebody who can help him with the information, and they say that uh, he, he files a public infor- a Freedom of Public Information Act against Yellowstone, and they say, how can you do that? He says, well, I'm a published writer, and in the Constitution it says if you're a published writer, published author, that you can file a Freedom of Information Act, and you can get that information to write about that information and they say oh well your books aren't in enough libraries which is total bullshit it doesn't have anything to do with that at all yeah and he asked them okay well how many libraries does it have to be in and they say well we don't have that information in front of us you can get the information by contributing to us and he says okay well how much would i have to contribute they say for yellowstone thirty four thousand five hundred dollars wow for the entire national database one million five hundred thousand dollars he's a strict constitutionalist and what we have here is a conspiracy against constitutionalists. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the uh, 9-11 Hot Springs truther way of looking at it for <laughs> sure. But at the same time, there is definitely a conspiracy or just plain dumb fuckery going on. One of the two. But the thing is, is that he, um, I think Missing 411 came out in 2012. Yeah. And this information still isn't available. And he's, he, I mean, since then he's made a documentary that was huge. He's got, I think, four books, and there's a lot of pressure that's been put on the National Park Service, even by senators and shit. I don't even, I don't know what the website is to buy the books because apparently, if you buy the books, like twenty bucks. But no, it's expensive, dude. It's no, way more than that. No, no, no. I, I was listening to something today. It's way oh, okay. cheaper to buy it from, from oh, the, like from uh, the guy, from the guy oh, himself, okay. like yeah. on Amazon. It's yeah, like four hundred bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe that's just to keep people from buying it on Amazon and buying it from him directly. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, I didn't read the book. I watched the documentary and I did. A, I just researched everything I could on it. Full disclosure, I'm sure there's more in the book, which I think basically everything in the book, like he goes through case by case. I mean, he basically has something for over 800 cases, 800 out of 1600. Wow. And again, the 1600 cases aren't just people missing; they're people that have totally vanished. All right. Um, so what I'm going to do now is just try to explain how these things go by diving into the cases of specific individuals that have um, been missing recently. And they're all kids. I think that makes it hit home a little bit harder. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. So uh, these are basically all also the focus of the documentary that he made. I think it's a fantastic documentary. If you want to get, I think you should just buy it. You know, I think the dude's doing good work. You know, at the end of the day, if nothing is going on and it's just a bunch of idiots at the National Park Service, if there's a way to make them start keeping records and forking over information, it would make the parks a lot safer for everybody. And I enjoy national parks. I can't tell you how many times I've defrauded national parks by going and camping overnight and in lieu of paying the fee the next morning, just driving away before the park <laughs> ranger came around. So that's a service that I greatly appreciate. Or taking shits in hotels. Yeah. Or motels. Yeah. Anywhere, really. Stool pools. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the first one we're going to talk about is Dean Orr Kuntz Jr. And this one's super famous because what brought these people to media attention is that the mom and dad, of course, they had a two-and-a-half-year-old go missing, and they were offered interviews by Good Morning America and Nancy Grace. People offered to put up money for a reward for complete funding just to get any information about where their kid was, and they turned it all down. They didn't want to have anything to do with the media that's uh, super suspicious. And I like that they put that in the documentary because of all the cases, this is the one that seems like there could definitely be family involvement in the kid's disappearance. And this guy produced the movie, you know? He made it himself. So he put in there a clear-cut case to where this is something that could easily happen. And I appreciate that because if you're trying to convey information to somebody and you blast it with just your side of the story... It really muddles up what you're trying to give. When I watch a documentary anyway, yeah. if you have a controversial opinion and you don't show the other side of the argument, I'm going to have a hard time putting 100% faith in what you're trying to sell me. So this kid is uh, two years old. This is in Idaho, close to Idaho Falls. Idaho Falls is the larger town where I believe his family lives. So they go camping in this remote Idaho location. Um, it was this kid, his grandpa, his grandpa's weird-ass friend who is younger – and his parents. And so what happened is that the grandpa and the weird friend were off fishing in this creek, which is what they went to do is fish. And they started catching a bunch of fish. So they come back to tell the mom and the dad, hey, we're catching fish. You should get your poles and we'll catch more fish. So the mom and the dad say, okay, cool. Let's go look. And they're going to walk to the creek and see where they're catching all the fish at. And when they start to go, they ask their little boy if he wants to go with them. And at this time, the grandfather has sat a seat next to the fire. And the little boy says, no, I want to stay with Grandpa. And they say, Grandpa, can he stay with you? And he says, yes. And they start to walk. The boy starts to walk with him. And they say, son, I thought you wanted to stay with Grandpa. And he says, okay. And he starts to run back to Grandpa. They walk into the woods, get to the creek. And they said that once they got to the tree line, they looked behind to make sure that the little boy had made it back to their Grandpa. And it looked like he had made it clear he wasn't following him. So they get in the creek. They say they're around the creek for like 10 minutes and they see where the fish are. So they're walking back to get their fishing poles. 
Well, when they walk back, their grandpa is just sitting there, and they're like, well, where did, where did uh, D or Junior go? And grandpa's like, oh, I didn't see him. And they're like, well, we just sent him back to you. You said he could come back to you. And he's like, I, I didn't see him come back ever. I thought he went with you. And then the panic sets in, and they start freaking out, and they got no cell phone service. They're in complete remote isolation. So the dad jumps in the truck and starts driving down. Or they start searching around. I think they spend an hour combing everywhere that they could be, which it's like, you know, if you've been around a little kid, they don't make a lot of fucking progress. You know, if, yeah. if they slipped away from you within an hour, for sure, you know, in a wooded area, you could find them because there's no people around, you know, it's just you and them. So, it, and there's fucking four adults and they can't find him. So they freak out. Of course, he gets in his truck. He starts flooring it just so he can get to where he can have cell phone service. To report the kid missing, they called 911. The mom calls 911 at the same time. Apparently, the mom was really calm in the phone call. I heard the phone call. Like, what do you do? You don't. You can't tell what people are going to do in any situation. You can't say, hey, I'm going to react by freaking out. You know, so conspiracy theory one is that the parents had involvement in it because the mom was calm and, you know, they're the only adults out there. Um, and then, you know, it's a small town. So they start talking like nobody just up and disappears. So conspiracy yeah. theory one is that the parents did it. And again, this guy does a good job of presenting that. Like, yeah, it's a distinct possibility. Also with the grandpa, the guy that he's with is super fucking weird, man. He's got like, uh, I wouldn't even call him gap teeth. I would call him like teeth gaps. Like he's got more gaps than teeth. He's got like four yellow and black teeth. And so, you, so you need Jeremy Ray to fucking try to ollie the gaps. Yeah, yeah. He's he's full retard. Like, not the type... Like, if this Sasquatch is interested in autistic people, he's not autistic. He's much further down the dumb hole. You I know what I mean? I just want to say shout out to Jeremy Ray, professional skateboarder, for all in huge gaps. Big gap guy. Big gap I don't guy. know anything about that, but all right. So this dude, um, he's also a convicted sex offender. He's got a, he had a felony and it got knocked down to a misdemeanor in his trial. So he's a real piece of shit. And he's just hanging out with this, this fucking grandpa and the grandpa's like 80 and this dude's like 25. So it's fucking weird, you know? And he's out there and apparently he didn't go looking for the little boy when they went looking for him. And then he told somebody in the town, they were like, well, how was it when you guys lost a kid? And he said, well, that's the best night of sleep I ever got. And shit like that. So he's just, he's, but he's stupid as fuck. So he's a real creepy guy. But he's been, I mean, they've all been a suspect. Like the FBI got involved. They searched through everything from everybody. Nobody got brought up on charges. Everyone had been cleared that had been involved in the entire thing. And the parents, like, they don't talk to the grandpa anymore, obviously. You know, they think that he's to blame. They don't, like, they, it's a fucking mess, you know? It's a, the town that it happened in has got a population of 105. So everyone's a fucking suspect, you know? People are, you know, the, the basically the town is of the mind that the parents did it. The parents have some friends in town that say whatever. And then this guy chalks it up to the supernatural phenomenon. Now, that happened in, I believe, 2006. And they uh, they never they haven't found any of his shit yet. Uh, and when they when it happened, um, once 911 gets involved within an hour, the investigation begins. They search 400 square miles. They get a helicopter out that day. They have 200 plus professional search and rescue people and volunteers um, in that area. There's no bears. There's no bob. There's bobcats. There's lions and there's eagles. And they say like, okay, maybe an eagle could have taken the boy <laughs> away. Which is uh, apparently an eagle can carry up to 30 pounds, but it's like a more compact gravity usually making. Apparently, birds' usual mo is that they would like knock you off of a cliff or like pick you up and drop you 
and then like you know tear you apart so like any of the animals that were there there would have been evidence of a fight had yeah. he been taken by an animal because a bobcat's like the same size as a two-year-old you know a two-year-old probably isn't going to put up a fight to a bobcat but like the size you know it's gonna like blood scraps of clothing yeah. fl- something is gonna be there um there's mountain lions but while you're in the bathroom i told him that there is a statistic which uh this blew my mind to find out that in a hundred years, there's only been 14 mountain lion attacks throughout all of North America, like really? Canada. Yeah, only 14, wow. and only one was fatal. That's crazy. Yeah, so they're not quite the menace you think they are. No, you know, they don't want anything to do with people, basically, and they don't hunt people. They're not out there looking to eat people meat. Um. So, and then they never found anything of it. And in the documentary, they bring out Les Stroud, Survivor Man. Um, why did I say they didn't find any of his shit? That's fucking stupid. They did find his shit. I fucked that up in the first place. They found his shit um, later. They didn't find a body. They found... Um, yeah, they found all his clothes. Yeah, that's right. They found his clothes um, at the top of this trail. And the trail that they found it on was off the main trail that they were at. It was 12 miles away, and it was over two mountains. So what they did is they took Les Stroud, a fucking survivor man, who you know is arguably one of the best... Maybe not the best at doing it, but one of the most well-known figures. He's not a pussy like Bear Grylls. He's the real deal. He can hike. He can survive. He can traverse. He can wilderness, primitive camp, anywhere. So what they asked him to do is like, hey, just walk from where this kid would have started walking at the 12 miles and see how long it takes you. And so supposedly, and and in the amount of time that it took Les Stroud, he started in the daytime, he gets 12 miles. It's so thick with like brush and loose rocks and a boulder field and shit that it was, it turned dark on him. And he's like, there's no fucking way a two-year-old could traverse this. I can't do it in this amount of time. He's like, I would have to keep walking with no light to get to where this kid was at. You know what I mean? It's impossible. I could never make that. And if I do it, I'm going to have to camp now and wake up tomorrow and make it like a three-day fucking thing. And if the, and they were went all through that area. That's the first place they went because right above where they camped, there's like a tree line and there's like a creek, the campsite, a tree line, and a boulder field. So they went through the creek, which would be the most logical thing, like if the kid fell in the creek. But the creek was dammed up everywhere. So from like beavers or trees falling over. So if anything would have gone through the creek, it would have been stopped by the dam. No matter how big or small it was, they would have found it. So they they were out there clearing out dams, pulling everything out. They were walking through the creek on their hands and knees, just feeling everything that they could, trying to find out, like maybe the kid got stuck under something. Nothing. Nothing. And when they're, and again, some of his clothes finally found up, like turned up. And then they sent Les Stroud on the walk. And so, you know, just completely illogical, just like I was saying. Disappear without a trace. No trace of the body, nothing. Just his clothes. Years later. Les Stroud, I, I, I heard some of the interview. The interview with the guy that wrote the books saying that Les Stroud had contacted him and said he was interested in his books. He had read them and he wanted to be involved in yeah. anything he could do to help him. Yeah, that's how they made the documentary is okay. that uh, Les Stroud read all the missing 411 and he was like, there's definitely something to this. I've known about, you know, through doing what I do, I've known about people going missing and you've laid out a pretty clear-cut, well-informed case on how these things are not... There's no theory on how it happens. That's another thing I like. Like, he was writing Sasquatch books before, but he pretty much ditched that to do this yeah. because it made way more sense. I heard an interview with him where he said, like, there's a lot of theories. He said, I don't support any of them, but he right. said there's definitely something going on here that we can't explain. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a 
good position to be in. Yeah, you know? for sure. And, and and again, he was a Sasquatch guy, and then he got presented with this information, and it's just like, well, we have no idea. And I, if I'm gonna believe somebody, that's the type of person I'm gonna believe. I want right. I want to present this. So, in a lot of when you say like uh, like uh, extraterrestrial abduction cases, people talk about a lapse of time. When you're in the woods, I'm wondering how many people had like actual clocks on them or anything. If there's a lapse of time between the time that these that the kid disappeared and when they came back to, if they did, you know, so so maybe like let's just say hypothetically, a uh, spacecraft decided to pick this kid up. <laughs> I but, like how you but they, put a hypothetical in front of a spacecraft picking the kid up. Yeah, like, yeah. This isn't that. Let's make sure you know that there's no documented evidence of a spacecraft picking a kid up. But, you know, the kid's smart, and so right. there's lots of things about um, these people being very intelligent, but then maybe once the kid's supposed to go back to his grandpa, in between that time period, he disappears. Maybe the family doesn't see or feel anything weird happening, and then it just happens, and yep. so nobody can actually explain anything. There's, there's a lot of people that say they were abducted by aliens where there's a time lapse where they were in their car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... An hour goes by, or 12 hours Yeah, like 12 by, hours, or, that's what always happens. You know, something like that, and then they go back to and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, but the main difference is is that you can put those people underneath fucking control hypnosis, and every single time they're like, I was splayed out on this table. A man with large gray eyes spreads my cheeks open. There's a lot of butt hair down there. I'm pretty unkempt, as I'm a man. I haven't shaved my asshole in years, if ever. I use Dr. Broner's soap. So I stink, and that alien didn't mind. He just got in there and went to tongue and ass. Or he's hanging out with Patchouli Julie, and they decide, let's do some surgeries. Oh, yeah, alien surgery is cool as fuck. Yeah, man. That's a good band name, too. Alien surgery. I think the band Hypocrisy uh, covers alien surgery. Oh, yeah, that's what it's all about. But yeah, it's Great a Swedish fun. death metal oh, band. Oh, man, please listen to Hypocrisy. I love them. All right, so here is um, basically the oldest known case that is in the same format. There's a kid named Bobby Bizup. What up, Bobby Bizup? 1958, Estes Park, Colorado. He is attending a boys' camp at St. Malos, um, which is a Catholic boys' camp. Now, right away, let me tell you, this kid probably just got fucked to death by a gaggle of priests. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. They're like, he's walking funny already. Who's going to suspect us of fucking this kid? Ooh. Yeah, we're taking it far. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, this kid is autistic, probably, which in the 1950s they would just call retarded. He had hearing aids, um, but he was a great fisher. So he was out. He was fishing. He's at this boys' camp. This is a... Uh, the story behind this building I found quite interesting. Apparently, a priest was hiking through the woods with a couple of other priests, fucking, and they saw a shooting star fall through the sky, come, and when the <laughs> shooting star landed on the ground, they tried to find out where it was at, orgasm on each other, and the site that they thought that they saw the falling star land on was this flat thing in the middle of like four mountains, and there was a little prairie and a big rock on it, so that's where they built the chapel where these boy camp kids would come and worship the sweet Lord Jesus and more than likely be molested by a priest. 
So this yeah. kid is off fishing <laughs> by himself. Uh, it's 6.15, it's dinner time. All the other kids are getting ready to eat so that he can't hear them calling him to eat. So a priest goes out and says, hey, Bobby, it's time to come in and eat. Bobby says, okay, he's packing his stuff up. The priest waits for him to pack up. They start walking together. And as they're walking, you know, the priest does this little thing where he hasn't heard anything in a second, turns around, and Bobby is just fucking completely vanished. And one of the groundskeepers was a working at the camp. So he's a super old dude, but he remembers it clear as day. He says that the priest came in, said that they were walking. He turned around. He wasn't there. They all started searching the woods right away. They searched for fucking nine days. They got 400 volunteers to comb the woods. Never found him. Hmm. So this is basically that MO and that is within one of the clusters and that St. Uh, Estes Park area of Colorado is a ton of disappearances. I used to live in Colorado Springs and my grandparents would visit and go camping in Estes Park all the time and they, like three or four times a year somebody just gets fucking sucked up. You know what I mean? You, my little brother lived there. He used to work at the Stanley. Oh, hell yeah. And so he he, he kind of told me that. A bit of paranormal activity. Yeah, he said, there was a, he said there was a lot of weird things that happened in that hotel but he also said there was weird disappearances that happened along. Yeah, that's exactly that. That they, I mean, like even to this day, there's still weird things that happen when people disappear and they have no idea what happened to them. Now, here's a question Can you carry the podcast while I pee? Sure. All right. <laughs> so, as Chris is fucking relieving his fucking pee bag, Sorry. which is fucking leathered up from years of mean coil, um, this might take a lot longer than the last time when I peed because Chris pisses for like six minutes. So. As we're talking about these things, I want everybody to realize, like, everything that we talk about on this podcast is always hearsay because a lot of the things we talk about is hearsay, unless it's about a serial killer because it's documented. So, if people are disappearing, you know, one of the things, like, as we're talking about this kid who disappears, the priest said he saw him one second, next second he's gone. There's also instances where people have discussed, like, they were talking to the person before they disappeared, and they, like, turn around and go do what Chris is doing, taking a piss. They're taking a piss in the woods. They turn their back to him. And you hear the person that's disappearing going, hey, are you still there? Where are we at? Where are you at? I can't see you anymore. Things like that. And so there's no logical explanation of, like, okay, so this person just disappears, but you can still hear the voice of the person. But they turn around and look, and that person's not there, but they're still talking. Like, hey, where'd you go? Um, there's, I don't I have no idea what that would be. Nobody knows what that is. And there's, that's why this is a very strange instance. And that's why we're doing an episode on it. So, um, I recommend that people kind of read these books if they can, like I said, go to the website of the gentleman that wrote, I don't know who wrote the book. Chris can probably fill you in when he gets back. Um, I forgot him. I've been drinking pretty heavily, just like every po- fucking podcast. Tuesday night's my fucking day off. I like to get lit. Whatever the fuck you guys call it. It's fun, man. And so I can hear Chris flushing the toilet right now. Here he comes. He's doing this shit, man. I mean, as he steps in the room, I just want to tell him and remind him of the stories that we've heard of people disappearing, but they're actually talking to the people and they can't find them. They can't seem to say um, the person that has disappeared goes, hey, where are you at? Where have you gone? And... They turn around, they don't know where the person is, and they can't see him. Yeah, first of all, I just wanted to bring to light this raw, professional-grade podcast. Sometimes, 
just got to remind people that when you dump a heavy subject on them like this, it's still just mortal men behind it. Yeah, yeah. And those yeah. men have to pee because they're drinking a lot. Absolutely. I haven't been drinking on Tuesdays in a long time. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I've been doing jiu in the morning. All right. But the uh, guy that owns the gym is uh, going to compete in the IBJJF Masters World Championship. Oh, so man. I hope he, I hope it's he does good. I hope he does, too. It's a guy named Matt Smith. Cool-ass dude. But, yeah, you're, um, yeah, yeah. I was going to touch on that on the conspiracy part as we wrap up. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry, dude. I'm fucking told you to carry it. So, anyway, um, just going to touch through a couple more of these cases real quick. And, again, everything's super similar, right? So, now we've got this kid, uh, Jared Atadis. He's missing in Colorado, Padre Cannon, Colorado, 1999. This is a three-year-old. It's this family that's lived on a 10-acre resort this kid's entire life. He's well-experienced in the woods. You know, he's a little kid, but he's been out in the environment the entire time he's been alive. So nothing's weird to him. This fucking dork has got this Christian group staying with him to help winterize the camp. So they come out there and have like a little Christian camp and they winterize the cabin and shit. Which, once again, Jesus is involved in scooping up and fucking kids to death. How cool would it be if Jesus was really Bigfoot, dude? That'd be cool as fuck. What a great theory. I, I think that's the first of all time that I mean, Jesus I, is Bigfoot. That's a Death Metal Dicks exclusive conspiracy theory. Listen, if that's the case, I'm a Christian now. We just got to crucify him. Bigfoot? Bigfoot crucifixion. Another great band name. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this Christian group, they fucking, this guy's got two kids living with him. His wife has left him because he's an asshole that lives out in the fucking woods. And she's like, fuck this. I want more dick. And less wood. Wait. Whoa. No such thing. I don't want these woods. I want this woods. How about that? So she bails. It's this guy and his two kids out there all alone. They've got like a... What the fuck is she? A smoker? I, yeah. want, I want a hickory? <laughs> I want some hickory wood. I don't want peach wood. Hickory is code word for black. Dirt. Is it? It is now. So she leaves <laughs> the guy and his two kids out there. They've got like a general store which is how they make money, and they have a little camp. So people come to camp, they buy shit at the general store, the guy loves it, his kids fucking probably hate it, and him, this Christian group comes along, they say, hey, we're going to go out to this trout pond, do you want to come with us to the daughter, who is like a teenager? And she's like, yeah, and then the little kid's like, well, why can't I go? And his dad's like, okay, I guess you can, these are good Christian people. And they fucking lie to him, and they don't go to the trout farm, they go to this hard-ass hiking trail, and they get to hiking, and this kid's on the spectrum, you know what I'm saying? And he takes off. Is it a boy? Yeah, it's a boy. So it's what's it? Males. It's like autistic males, man. They like that Rain Man shit, or whoever's doing this likes that Rain Man shit. And so they start trying to keep up with the kid on the trail. They lose sight of the kid for what the guy describes as forty-five seconds. Like he can see him. He goes over this ridge and he's gone. And they keep walking and they encounter these fishermen and they're like, "Hey, we seen a little kid." And they're like, "Yeah, he came." And he asked us if there's any bears around. And we told him no and asked where his parents were and told him that he should stay here. And we recognized him from the general store, but he just kept going. And that was within 45 seconds of them getting there. And then the kid's nowhere. And they heard this kid the entire time. The kid was like, hey, I'm up here. And they just kept going. And they're like, where? And he's like, here. And they kept following and they never found him. Wow. And this kid's, this was in 1999. So these two guys came to hike the area, the uh, Poudre Canyon, Canyon in Colorado. They meet the dad. They go to the general store. They know the whole story. They're all hiking in the woods. They are in this real rugged area, and they find one shoe. They find one of the kid's shoes, and they're like, holy shit. Um, when they get the shoe, they're like, all right, got to start looking through the area. So they start walking around, and they find the kid's clothes 
His pants are inside out. They're all torn up, but they're torn up from like birds picking off pieces of it and putting in nests and rats picking it and making nests. And they know this because they saw the nest. So it looks like the pants may have been torn up by like a wild animal, but they're not just tiny little holes all over the place. His jacket is perfectly intact. Um, and again, this happened in 1999, it's 2003. So four years of this stuff being out in the woods. And this is a humid area in the summertime and very damp in the wintertime, tons of snowfall. So it's gone through three years of snowfall, melting, rainy season, you know, all types of weathering. Did his fucking clothes look brand new? Wow. Like he just had worn them in the hood, except for the pants. The pants are the only thing. And then the he's got his little toboggan. And next to all his clothes and his shoes, and his shoes have got no dirt on them, no wear, no tear. They basically came up for this kid. The park said, oh, for sure. Uh, well, they can't say definitely on record because they have no evidence of it, but he got carried away by a mountain lion. That's what everyone thinks. It's like the kid got eaten by a cat. But all his clothes are perfectly taken care of. And it was, you know, it was like early fall. Now, were these were these clothes folded like the other ones? The, sh- the shirt was folded over. The pants were underneath the shirt. They were turned inside out. Whoa. But they but they had been picked apart by like birds and shit. But they were inside out, which is crazy. And then he had his hat, and next to his hat was one tooth. What? Yeah, and so they called the search party. Search party came right away, and all they found of the kid was his cranium. And it's fucked up because in the documentary, the dad's like got a bag with the kid's cranium, and he's like, "This is all I got left of my kid." It's like, dude, put that fucking cranium away, man. Stop carrying that thing so, around. So was there? I mean, clearly there was a brain in it because it's been four years. Yeah, I would have been drinking out of that cranium. <laughs> this is fucking wild. It, I know it's fucking wild, but the shoes was the crazy. The shoes and the jacket were fucking crazy. What kind of shoes were they? They're like Walmart kid shoes, dude. Like LA Light Gears. Yeah, like something cheaper. like that. Yeah, but cheap, cheap ones, and they're perfect. Like they're not even dirty. They're a little bit dirty, like a kid had just been wearing them that day. But they're not like there's no like heavy mud. There's no dragging. They're not weathered. Like if you leave something outside for a fucking week and a half, it's fucked. You know what I mean? And rain and shit, and this is totally fine. What if fucking Foot Locker employees are involved? <laughs> are they sell no, those that's sl- not a Foot Locker shoe. It would be would a Walmart they- employee, which would make total sense. It would. But do they sell the kind of cleaner where you where you spray it and then you put the lid on it and it's got the, fucking, yeah. it's got the brush on it and uh, shit? Jesus Christ. Look, <laughs> we know these shoes are kind of janky, but if you buy them now for the low price of $8, we'll sell you some weatherizer that'll keep these puppies fresh through years of elements while your child's missing out of them. That's a good marketing strategy. Yeah, man, that's wild. Your kid disappears out of these shoes. These shoes are going to keep on going. You need some evidence down the line? These shoes will be there for you thanks to our spray. And just to let you guys know, Walmart shoes don't last forever. That's bullshit. No, there's no way. And it's it's like the shoes were, that shit was like just placed there. And again, it's an area that was completely torn apart by search and rescue crews. They had been there over and over and over and over again. And then four years later, and people had been there that year, and no one had seen shit. Like the, so apparently, the first shoe is in like a highly visible area. It's insane. Um, and Whoa. and I'm just these are like examples that were in the documentary that just blew me away. Um, Samuel Bullock, Crater Lake, Oregon. This one was super wild to me because that pocket in Oregon has 41 missing kids. Kids, 41 missing kids from this one cluster in Oregon. And that's not kids that have been abducted from Portland or a city. That's in this wilderness pocket. Um, so this fucking kid, basically, um, he is uh, 
super autistic. Like he, his dad said Asperger's because that's what they diagnosed. That's not a thing anymore, I guess. Yeah. But that's yeah. what they diagnosed him as. So they're going camping. They pull up to Crater Lake. He opens the door of the car. The kid runs out. There's a biker, and the kid picks up a rock and is going to throw it at the biker. <laughs> and the biker's like, don't throw that fucking rock at me, kid. And the kid's like, but I'm all dumb. Eat this rock. And the biker, like, dodges oh. the rock. And the dad's like, hey, stupid shit. Quit fucking throwing rocks at people. I told you about this. And the kid's like, come on, dad, damn it. And then takes off. And the dad's running after the kid. He starts going up this mountain. And the dad can see him. And as soon as he goes over the ridge, gone. And he's like, calling for, he's like, Samuel. And Samuel's like, I'm up here. Nothing. Listen. And at the top of the thing, there's no trees. He's past a tree line. Kid's completely gone. And this one, they put so much into right away because it was cold. So they sent people as fast as they could. They had a helicopter, again, with that infrared shit. And there was nothing out there. Listen, I, I, I like we're, we're going to definitely like cover a band that has to do with Bigfoot. But I, like after hearing this and some of the stories people think it's Bigfoot, I think that this might be extraterrestrial it definitely could be extraterrestrial i mean there's a, it could be anything but the fact of the matter is it you know people really don't just disappear we talk about serial killers all the time and last we did dennis lynn raider and he was able to get away with serial killing for a long time because the police in his town were fucking idiots but the bodies the evidence was all there under their nose yeah. the entire time people don't just disappear. It can't happen. They have some sort of trace of their life. You know, if you're in a living area and you get snatched up, something of yours will be found immediately. And, you know, if you're off in the woods, you're going to fucking have evidence of foul play. Even if a human captures you, there's going to be footprints. There's going to be drag marks. There's going to be a fight, something. There's got to be evidence. But in all of these cases, there's literally none. These people are just flat out vanishing. There, there's a there's an episode actually of Ancient Aliens where they discuss Bigfoot and how possibly Bigfoot is an alien, and they just like drop him off, let him get some people, and then fucking bring him up to the ship so they can do whatever. I, have you ever seen that episode? Yeah, I mean, it's no, it's. I haven't. I don't no, watch Ancient Aliens, buddy. <laughs> I watch it every once in a while. It's like yeah, it's it's it's, it's cool, all the same but, shit. It's a racist show. It is. Every the, the, let me tell you the foundation of ancient aliens. If listen, do you want to be woke? Let me explain to you how to awake yourself to ancient aliens. Every single episode is just like, oh, look at this culture. Their skin's pretty dark. There's no way they could have built something themselves. Aliens. <laughs> oh That's God. every single one. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. You're not. All right. So the only person on record to have ever gone through something of the exact same circumstances and survive is a guy who's 65 years old. He was two and a half when it happened. So, of course, now he has no recollection of it actually happening. But everyone that was in his family and around the town at the time, I mean, you got to think that 63 years ago, anytime somebody would go missing or something crazy would happen, it would be burned into their minds because there's nothing going on. You're not watching fucking 87 hours of ancient aliens washing away all the information that you've ever taken into your body. You remember everything. So this was a huge deal in the, in the town and to his family. And his parents are still alive. Also, 63 years ago, you had kids when you were like 13. You know what I mean? Yeah. So his parents are still alive. Everyone remembers everything. This kid was two and a half. Same shit. They're out in the woods. They're hiking. The kid gets away with him for a few minutes. They can still hear him with an earshot, and he's just fucking gone. 
He is gone for fucking nine days. Two and a half years old. Nine days. When they find him, he's with his clothes, but the kid's totally naked. He's got no memory of it, which is hard to say when you're two and a half years old that you would have a memory. But here's the crazy part. He hiked 24 miles over three mountain peaks. Mountain peaks. Like 9,000 foot elevation mountain peaks. A fucking two and a half year old kid. It's unfathomable and that what you were saying about the time loss again it's hard to say with a two and a half year old kid but it totally factored it this definitely falls in line with some alien abduction shit you know what i mean because yeah, yeah, yeah. you lose time and so, then uh, here's a didn't the wasn't the other kid something something had to do with nine days nine days right oh i was talking about that oh, so they searched that search this is the thing days. with the national park service is that they put out a strong media presence for like the first week, and then they try to kill it off right away. Yeah. So if they don't find him, if they they, they want to find him, but they find him, it's like a triumphant story. Like you're safe in our park. If you come here and get lost, we're gonna find you right away. And that happens all the time. They love that shit because it makes them like the Power Ranger that when you get lost in the woods, they can come and save your ass out of a pitch. But if you get lost and they can't find you, they want to bury it as soon as possible so people will still keep coming back and okay. spending that fucking gitas on swimming and camping. This is, uh, this, uh, like, there's things that you're talking about that I didn't know that it's blowing my fucking mind. Yeah, well, as always, I'm doing some heavy research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I found this topic interesting because where we live, there's a well-known Sasquatch happening in Falk, Arkansas, the Boggy Creek Monster. There's a couple of movies made about it. There's a new documentary made about it, which is horrible that buddy told me it was Fucking good terrible <laughs> you told me it was good you, uh, you know trolled I, me into yeah. watching some bitch <laughs> <laughs> every time don't ever listen to any recommendation but it gives you never but anyway um you know i grew up in fucking missouri when i was a little kid my grandma lived in south arkansas I'm t- i don't want to tell a story over and over again but she believed for sure that she would see sasquatch all the time and i believed her because she was pretty sane and she wasn't even trying to scare me it was just casual conversation and everyone that lives there swears on everything that it's just like a common thing, you know, before the internet and shit like that. Even the Native Americans said that there was a big furry Yeah, it's just a creature big that looked like thing. a human. And it's entirely possible in these protected areas where you're not allowed to hunt and there's hundreds of thousands of acres that are unsettled that there could for sure be something out there. You know what I mean? I find it more likely that there is some unknown creature then there's not. Bigfoot or not. You know what I mean? Well, they find shit every day. Yeah. There's new species every day. Yeah, look at the fucking things that they find in the deep ocean. But we got to start wrapping it up. How long have we been going? A long time? Who knows? Anyway, I know we're over an hour, which is what I try to keep these things at. I think that's a good amount of time. But that is the information I can give you about missing 411. It's a fascinating subject. And I wanted to definitely find a way to sneak away from some gory deaths for maybe a week. You know what I mean? Next week, we'll go back to the killing. And there's for sure blood and gore involved in this. It's just these bodies are evaporating. I mean, imagine finding your kid's cranium. That's yeah, it's fucking crazy. I would definitely drink out of it. I would have other people drink out of it, too. Like, if I had to lose my kid, the one thing I'm going to gain out of it is being like, hey, man, take a shot and pouring one up in that and taking a sip. Be like, you like that cup? Yeah, that's old Jack's cranium. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> it gives you powers. 
I mean, you're drinking out of a cranium, you're getting powers, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially a human one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is nuts. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's right under our nose. That just goes, man, there's so much shit going on in the world today that uh, you never know about until you delve in to the weird parts of the world. I mean, did you have, before you heard about this, did you have any idea that 1,600 people are just completely unaccounted for being in national parks? Nope, never. That's an insane number. (laughs) That's like the size of fucking... No, Benton's way bigger than that. What am I talking about? It's like a small Arkansas town, you know? Mountain home. We'll yeah, mountain yeah, home. yeah, yeah. We'll do mountain That's home. all whites. <laughs> that's, a, that's a town that should just get wiped off. Well, anyway, look. <laughs> thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Death Metal Dukes. And we're going to uh, not ruin the podcast and skip our normal theme. And Buddy's going to read you... The lyrics of Troglodytes, Troglodytes, a kick-ass Sasquatch death metal band out of Kansas City, Missouri, and the song is called "Beware of Quacksquatch." Cocksquatch? Cocksquatch. All right. <laughs> Molested in the woods and left for dead. The lucky don't survive. Rot with fear. Puckered ass. Cocksquatch is near. The lucky aren't alive. Your bowels will tremble. And your butt cheeks twitch. Blessed in the woods and left for dead. The lucky don't survive. Rot with fear. Puckered ass. Cock squatches near. The lucky aren't alive. He drug me through the woods. <laughs> he, he drove me through the woods. Was molested for days by the animal kingdom's John Holmes. Cock like flesh covered oil can. Thick veined with pimples and sores. I was warned. I didn't listen. Some things are best left unseen. The one thing I wondered for all of th- of this time were, did he get Vaseline? Uh, okay. <laughs> what if Squash is carrying around lube? Yeah, there's a Walgreens in the middle of the fucking Squash woods. lube. I imagine it's like dog dick. You know how dogs fucking have the dick in the pouch, but it's all slimy when it comes out? Yeah. Dude, dogs have got fucking down to a science, man. They got a lube pouch that they carry their dick around in. Effigies <laughs> oh, built, sacrifices made, virginal offerings, animals slain. Who will, and of them, what will remain? Effigies built, sacrifices made, virginal offerings, animals slain. They tried to warn you, but the warnings came a bit too late. Savage, infested, ravaged, and molested. They tried to warn you, but the warning came a bit too late. Mm-mm-mm. Now, after you guys have heard Buddy read something every week... Give us a five-star rating on iTunes, and then tell us Buddy's odds of being disappeared in the woods based on how stupid he is. <laughs> I'm on the spectrum of rectum. Let me take me down to the pound of Rigo Bigfoot. All right. We want to remind you to follow Professional Pirate Media across all social media. Follow Buddy on Instagram at Lloyd Have Mercy. 666. 666. Follow him on Facebook. Add me on Facebook. Christopher, K-R-I-S-T-O-F-E-R, Pierce. And for fuck's sake, give us a like at Death Metal Dicks on Facebook. Continue to download our podcast because my, oh my, imagine what we could do with a large following and some money. You know what I mean, buddy? Yeah, man. 
Thank you guys for tuning in. I want you to manifest your will upon the universe by making a blood pact and sigil between you and Leviathan himself. If it's cool, I would also like to do this. I have a PayPal account. If you guys go ahead and forward me some money in my email, we will drink high quality alcohol. Which I don't really give a shit. This is this is what I like to drink. Don't ask the listeners for money to get you drunk, you scumbag. <laughs> hey, I'm scumbag. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I'm yeah, you're drunk on you're drunk on a 42 ounce of steel reserve. It's in a plastic bottle. You it don't is. care what you get. You fucking piece of shit. All right, look at what you brought. Yeah, McCormick. Hey, dude, vodka's vodka. Let me explain it to that's you. Like that's the people that make the seasonings. It's <laughs> I got seasoning vodka, dude. It's quadruple distilled. It's from American grain. Yeah, man, you could just put that on the smoker. I'll just let you die on that. Thanks again for tuning in to Death Metal. Death. Death.